Predicting the future sounds exciting, until you wake up one day knowing what's going to happen. Take it from me, it's not exciting at all. Fucking visions. I wish I never had a single one. When the egg hit me in the head, it broke immediately. I felt the sticky yolk run down into my black hair. I knew it was official. I was an outcast. As I crouched in the street with egg dripping down the side of my face, I was determined not to cry. My breathing was ragged, and my chest heaving with effort. But I would not show weakness in front of these bastards. The men who humiliated me would never get the satisfaction of knowing that they had broken me, no matter how torn up I felt inside. I couldn't kneel forever. I stood up slowly, wiping the raw egg from my face. I wondered where they got the credits to afford real eggs. Maybe the farmer down the road was a member of their cult, too. They called themselves a church, but everyone knew what it really was, even me and my dad. We hadn't been in this town long. My hometown was the little community of Core Rock, a charming mining settlement. There were exactly 216 inhabitants. Actually, 215, now that Abigail had gone away to school. I lived a happy childhood there. My family consisted of my father, who was also my best friend. I did well in school, and my life was perfectly normal until I was 14. That was when the vision started. At first, I thought I was lucid dreaming, until they began to happen during the day. I managed to hide everything until I had one at school. They thought I was having a seizure. My father had me tested for epilepsy, but the tests came back negative. I almost wish I had been suffering from some unfortunate disease, but that wasn't my fate. As it turned out, I was a psychic and could see into the future. It's a rare ability on Earth, but I have learned that aliens on other planets exhibit these powers all the time. Unfortunately for me, I didn't live on these other planets. My harassment by my fellow humans began almost immediately. Earthers, in general, have not caught up to other interstellar cultures in regards to peace, harmony, understanding, and tolerance. Eirik. I sat up in bed, sweat rolled down my face. My eyes were open, but I didn't see the world around me. I was having a precog. As soon as I realized what was happening, my training kicked in automatically. Precog, I said. My computer beeped and began recording my speech, as well as my brain waves and other vital signs. Saying the keyword also alerted the ground crew back at headquarters. The team worked continuously to record and interpret our visions. I began to describe what I was seeing. It took precogs a lot of training before we could speak while having a vision. After ten years of working for the precog division and recording over a thousand visions, I had the hang of it. Someone's following me, I said. I'm in a vehicle. Which planet are you on? Came the familiar voice of Mural, my regular recorder. I don't know. The car is driving itself. Does that help? Did you say car? Yes, it's a car, I said, feeling mildly annoyed. Continue to monitor your surroundings for signs of the location. Meryl's calm voice instructed me through the communications unit I wore behind my ear. What else do you see? It's night. I'm scared. Are you male or female? I glanced down at my hands and clothes. I had breasts. There were some things about being a precog I would never think were normal. Female, I said. Why are they following you? She asked gently. I don't know. I think someone wants to hurt me. Hurt you how? I'm not sure. 
This sounds ridiculous, but I think they want to burn me. Meryl continued with her quiet questions. She asked me what I could see and what was happening. She wanted to know the colors, sights, smells, and sounds. Recorders were trained to get as many pertinent details out of precogs as possible before the vision ended. She's important, Meryl. Please estimate on a scale of one to ten. We were taught to give the importance of the person in a vision a number. Eleven, I said immediately. I could sense Meryl's surprise. Wait, there's a roadside coming up, I said. As it got closer, I inspected it. The writing was in an unfamiliar language to me. Fortunately, the words were not unfamiliar to this woman's body, and I could understand them in the vision. Orlando? Ten miles? I said, repeating it aloud. Spelling, please, Meryl's gentle voice requested. O-R-L-A-N-D-O.